Hey everyone, today is Tuesday, December 15th, and good morning or good evening or good afternoon, um, whatever time of day it is that you happen to be listening to this podcast. Um, Today we're going to talk about overtraining syndrome, and this will be part of a three-part series where today we're talking about overreaching and overtraining, Um, then I'll go into on the second part, stress and adrenal fatigue. And then in the third part, I'm going to go into my own personal story and recovery of all of these things. So with that said, I want to just define overreaching and overtraining and then overtraining syndrome. So overreaching is unusual muscle soreness that occurs when an athlete does not allow for a sufficient amount of recovery time between hard workouts. Overreaching is the first phase of overtraining and is easily reversed. Now, if you go deeper from there, you go into overtraining, which occurs when an athlete ignores the signs of overreaching and continues to train. So in our culture, a lot of athletes, a lot of people who work out believe that weakness or poor performance signals the need for training even harder. So that kind of like go big or go home mentality, um, you know, push, hustle, keep going, all that stuff. So we continue to push ourselves to the limit. And what this does only breaks down the body further. So it's very difficult to recover from overtraining and can require weeks or months or time off if you get to this point. So um, this can occur when a person exceeds their body's ability to recover from strenuous exercise. So we keep putting stress on our body by exercising and we're not taking enough time off for our body to recover from it. So we're constantly in a beat down position um, and our body is just struggling to keep up to repair those cells and those tissues. Now, when you get into overtraining syndrome, it's a condition of maladapted physiology in the setting of excessive exercise without adequate rest. So it's basically um, the same as overtraining, except it has a diagnosis. Um, You can go to the doctor and be diagnosed with overtraining syndrome. And um, some of the symptoms, I'm sure a lot of people out there who work out frequently Um, have kind of borderlined um, on the side of this and maybe you've even been in overtraining syndrome or overtraining in general and you didn't know it and maybe even if it's not that significant yet maybe you're overreaching and I want to talk about some of the symptoms and they include decreased performance so your lack of performance improving so here, um, even when we're increasing our training load and we're, you know, we're upping the weight and all that stuff, we still have a lack of performance improvement. So with that said, um, decreased performance is one of the number one symptoms of overtraining syndrome. Um, in addition to that, decreased speed and agility and overall performance during your workouts. Um, another big one is heavy leg muscles. So this just means your legs, your legs, your leg muscles feel heavy, even with light exercise intensities. So that's a big one, especially for the cyclists and the runners out there to have those quad muscles just feel very heavy, um, even going up, you know, a simple flight of stairs or something. Um, 
And the next one we have is increased perceived effort during your workouts. So this just means abnormally elevated heart rate during workouts or just during the day. And it also could mean longer time needed for your heart rate to return to normal after a workout. So in that rest and recovery period during your workouts, after your workouts, your heart rate is staying abnormally elevated. So that is a big sign of overtraining. The next symptom I want to talk about is excessive fatigue. So fatigue will accumulate in your body if it is repeatedly never recovering fully. So when we keep pushing ourselves, we keep exercising, we keep going to the limit, um, fatigue will keep accumulating up. Um, and in addition to that, you can feel excessively drained during your workouts. So fatigue can also set in when the body is not fueled enough for the amount of exercise. So fueling is all of your nutrition put into your body and how it's going to fuel you through your workouts or replenish you and refuel you after your workouts. So overtraining can come from a lack of proper nutrition with the amount of exercise that we're doing. Moving down the line of symptoms, we have agitation and moodiness. <laughs> uh, yes, so absolutely, agitation and moodiness. So this uh, overtraining significantly affects our stress hormones, including cortisol and epinephrine. These hormonal imbalances can cause mood swings, irritability, difficulty concentrating, and loss of enthusiasm. So that's that kind of just lack of motivation and just kind of overall dread of your workout. So that can fall into that category. Uh, moving down the line of symptoms, we have chronic or nagging injuries. So when you are in overtraining syndrome, your body is completely taxed. All of your body systems are being taxed, which decreases the body's ability to fight infection. So this means you could be getting sick, your allergies could be worse, um, just common colds, like a lot of simple things that your body would be uh, better capable of warding off might be much more difficult at this point because your body is just broken down. Everything is decreased. Our immune system is far decreased. Um, overused muscles and joints can cause constant aches and pains. So um, that nagging injury, maybe you had a severe sprained ankle a long time ago, like those things can flare up even more so when you're overtraining. And an overuse injury is defined as um, an injury to bones, muscle, or ligaments, or tendons as a result of repetitive stress. So these can include um, iliotibial band syndrome, so that's known as IT band syndrome, or runner's knee, which is patellofemoral syndrome. So those are big ones for runners out there and cyclists. Any repetitive activity that you're doing, like running, think of the movement, you're repetitively flexing and extending your legs. Um, same thing with cycling. Those repetitive stressors on our body can result in overuse injuries. So you are more susceptible to get those when you are in overtraining. Um, another thing you can start to suffer from is metabolic imbalances. So we kind of already talked about that just a little bit um, with the agitation and moodiness. Having those stress hormones being affected um, causes some imbalances, but 
even more so you can have nutrient deficiencies so you can think of um, for example iron deficiency anemia can pop up uh, medical compl complications can also involve cardiovascular gastrointestinal endocrine nervous or reproductive system so think about for uh, reproductive system menstrual cycle disturbances in women so a lot of times women uh, when they are overtraining or training really hard just exhaustive efforts with exercise you can actually lose your menstrual cycle and that is called amenorrhea it's very common um, but that is a sign a symptom of overtraining syndrome moving down the line there are a lot of symptoms of this and just having a couple of these you might want to really consider um, taking a look at what you're doing what your recovery days look like what does your nutrition look like because um, we're, we're still going down we got four more so psychological stress and or depression and this usually stems from the hormonal imbalances that you develop when you are in OTS another one to look out for is insomnia or restless sleep so sleep is the ultimate time that the body repairs itself overproduction of stress hormones makes it harder to relax and get quality sleep so when you're in overtraining syndrome when you're in overtraining and overreaching all of those things there's so much excess cortisol which is a stress hormone in your body that overproduction really makes it hard to relax and get into a deep sleep which is where your body can repair the tissues and the muscles so moving on down the line we got weight gain surprise weight gain all right so exercising too much without enough rest in between can lead to low testosterone levels and high levels of cortisol which we already talked about is the stress hormone these hormonal changes are often associated with loss of muscle tissue weight gain and excess belly fat what yes i said that belly fat weight gain and loss of muscle tissue so all the things that you do not want when you're working out and usually our goals do not include hey get overtraining syndrome and lose muscle mass gain weight and get some excess belly fat none of those things are ever um, <laughs> a goal of our physical uh, fitness goals so um, thinking about that we move down we go loss of motivation so the mental and physical exhaustion can lead to a lack of enjoyment and motivation to your workout um, your body not reaching your fitness goals or improving with your increased load can be mentally challenging so when you are in overtraining syndrome one of those symptoms the signs that we talked about was decreased performance even with increasing your training load like think increasing your weights and you're not able to get any better it can be really frustrating and you can think like well, why what's wrong with me what am I doing wrong um, oh my gosh I'm so much weaker like I need to go harder and that's not always the case you could just be in overtraining and your body's physical exhaustion just cannot take you there um, so there's a whole mental component to it um, and overtraining, I mean, I personally, and I'll get into this in my third part of the series, but I used to think it was a joke and um, thought you know, overtraining, that's, that's for sissies and, you know, just keep pushing through all this stuff until, you know, it, um, it took me out. So those are the signs and symptoms. Now, the causes, so what causes overtraining? If you haven't guessed it, too much exercise without enough recovery 
that is one of the main causes of overtraining. Um, another one is chronic underfueling. So chronic all the time, right? You're underfueling your body all the time. And I touched on this a little bit, but our body needs food to move. Uh, we need fuel to fuel the muscles, to replenish the muscles so they can repair um, any damage that we do when we do work out. Um, and chronic underfueling is one of the top causes of overtraining. Um, the symptoms are due to a combination of changes in hormone, suppression of the immune system, and physical fatigue and psychological changes. So that's where the symptoms are coming from, all those changes. Um, now, when we talk about treatment, the number one thing, which is the hardest one to do, is rest. Your number one treatment is rest. That means pull back from exercise. Um, and depending on how bad your overtraining really is, um, that depends on a few factors. Um, you know, that can include genetics and age, um, but determining how overtrained you are will determine the amount of time it takes for you to recover. And the best thing is to just rest, um, if at all possible, completely rest from exercise. And if not, gentle exercise, maybe some light um, aerobic exercise like walking or gentle biking. Um, another treatment is nutrition. So really taking a look at your nutrition, what you're taking in, um, is your body getting enough calories, um, enough protein, enough vitamins and minerals um, that it really needs for that high quality and high intensity training. So taking a look at that can be really helpful. Um, and then after you've rested, you've looked at your nutrition, a gradual return to your training. So starting low and going slow. Your training volume might be reduced up to 50 or 60% from where you were at in your um, recovery from overtraining syndrome, and that's okay. You can always get back. So you start slow, and you start low, increasing your load 10% each week. So you don't wanna just try to jump right back in where you were at. Um, you can just get injured again and be right back in OTS. So it's really, really important to just start slow, start low, um, and then just gradually increase 10% each week. Um, most athletes will recover from overtraining syndrome within four to six weeks, but it can be up to two to three months. And like I said, that just depends on how overtrained you really are, your genetics and your age. Um, so it's really, really challenging. And like I said, with treatment, the very hardest thing to do and the first, the very first treatment option is rest. And resting four to six weeks or up to two, two to three months is absolutely insane for an athlete to think about. But it really comes down to, do you want to be able to perform at a high level throughout your life? Or do you want to be performing at a mediocre level because you're not optimally, optimally letting your body recover? So it's just something to think about. Um, and I want to talk about warning signs. So there are warning signs and red flags out there. Just like I talked about overreaching, it's kind of a precursor to overtraining. And similar symptoms, paying attention to your performance, how you're feeling, what's your fatigue like, how are you recovering um, in between your workouts? 
those are things to kind of look for as far as um, those warning signs. And if you feel like, you know, you start noticing your sleep um, is off, poor sleep, maybe you're more moody, agitated, stuff like that, it's a good indicator to kind of stop, slow down, maybe journal. Um, journal your workouts, journal what you're doing, what you're eating, and you can see there, just like I mentioned, that nutrition, are you eating enough to fuel your workouts? And, and not just fuel your workouts, you don't just want energy for your workouts, you want your body to have enough energy after your workout. You want to consume enough calories and the right calories to really replenish everything that you burned through, essentially. So, um, and like I said, I used to think overtraining was a joke and um, I never really took it seriously until I ended up in a hospital getting MRIs and x-rays and spending hours with a physical therapist um, and not just once guys I have gone through this three times um, severely enough to where I, I had to completely cut everything out um, because and as we'll talk in my second part of this series we're gonna go into stress and how it affects the body and adrenal fatigue and then in the third, I'm going to go over and in depth into my story of what I've done, um, how I got to be overtrained, and how I've recovered, and what the recovery looks like for me as it goes on in time. So um, a lot of us are really, really antsy, and we're just, uh, myself included, I just, I'm like, oh, I can't even imagine taking a week off. And um, I'm currently in my um, healing from overtraining syndrome, and it's been a week and a half and the changes that I'm logging and noticing um, as time goes on into recovery is really amazing and seeing how um, there were so many warning signs that I kept uh, just kind of pushing off to the side or ignoring completely that looking back through it all is just wow and um, gosh I just really hope that by sharing this and sharing some some basic information about it it can be helpful to you if this is something if you are an athlete out there or you just love working out and you know it is it is our stress reliever but at the same time too much um, is actually not beneficial anymore so that's what I wanted to shed a light on the overtraining syndrome and um, and just uh, let you guys know that you're not alone it's totally normal it happens um, but it doesn't have to happen Frequently, you don't have to constantly be putting yourself into overreaching or overtraining in general. So, that is my goal with this: is to spread some information and share what knowledge I do have. Um, and then moving forward, so this is part one. We just talked about overtraining syndrome, overreaching, um, our signs and symptoms, causes, treatment, and a little bit of the warning signs to look out for. Uh, part two that will be coming out is going to be all things stress and adrenal fatigue related. So still piggybacking on overtraining. So when you go beyond overtraining syndrome, you can get into what's called adrenal fatigue. And I'm going to be talking all about that. And in the third part, we're going into personal experience. So um, I hope this was helpful and uh, we'll be back soon with part two two. So you guys make sure you rest and take care of yourselves and I will talk to you soon.